You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with me, Anna Charles. This is episode number 22. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to live your life on purpose without needing to distract yourself with alcohol, food, work, shopping, or checking your phone every five minutes. Hi all, so welcome to this week's podcast. So this week I'm going to be tackling uh, matters in a slightly different way. We are going to be talking about how to stop over drinking but I'm actually expanding this into other areas where uh, people find they are distracting themselves and effectively escaping their lives through um, reaction to urges right so urges is the topic of the day now what do I mean by an urge well an urge is simply put a desire it's an intense desire caused by your thinking an intense feeling of desire that demands you take action and right now. So you, for instance, you'll have an urge to eat that chocolate chip cookie right now, an urge to drink a glass of wine right now, even though you decided that this would be your night off drinking, an urge to check your phone again, despite the fact that you only just put it down, and an urge, as strange as this one might sound, to do the washing, to cook dinner or mow the lawn, anything in fact, but sit down and face doing your accounts. Now the thing, the really important thing to know about urges is that while they demand action of us, I mean it's built into the name right, urge comes from urgency, the important thing to know is that they actually hold no authority over you, none at all. Now what do I mean by that? Well, just because you feel as though you have to take action, whether it's to have the drink, eat the donut, check your phone, an urge in itself is harmless because it's just an emotion. That's one side of it. That's the easy thing, right? But the hard bit is actually dealing with your response to the urge, right? So I'm separating out there the urge, which is a feeling, and then your response to it, which is your your thinking, your feelings, and then your actions that you take as a result of the urge. I like to say to people, think of an urge as a toddler in a shop screaming for a packet of sweets. If you're a parent, you've been there. Even if you aren't, you've doubtless seen this coming to pass in a shop. You might know how this feels. It's really uncomfortable, right? All eyes are on you. And as the tantrum progresses and develops, you might find the child lying on the floor, kicking and screaming, really at the very shrill end of the the scale of the voice register. But despite all this going on, you know you don't have to comply, right? You know that if you wait and the tantrum will burn itself out, no matter how overwhelming, how embarrassing it feels, you know you don't have to take action, right? That's the easy bit, knowing you don't have to comply with the urge that the toddler will have. But the hard bit is actually dealing with your response to the urge, to the screams, to the tears, to the eyes on you, the tut-tutting, perhaps from other shoppers in the shop. And so it is with an urge you may have yourself. It's easy to not comply with the urge and not eat the cookie, right? You just don't pick it up and you don't put it in your mouth, sorted. To do with your phone, you just don't pick your phone up, you leave it on the side. 
You say no to the glass of wine and you don't pick it up and you don't drink it even if someone has bought it for you. Right? All of that is straightforward. The tricky thing is dealing with the emotions that will come from how you're feeling when you're not eating the cookie, when you're not drinking the wine, when you're not checking your phone. That's really the hard bit. Because you get you get here feelings that you're missing out, that you're feeling restricted and denied and deprived and you might have thoughts like it's not fair and why me and I'm the only one. It's downright uncomfortable and no wonder so many people feel as if they have no control over their urges because they you know, immediately go into action to stop the, the feelings that they're having. But as they're taking this action they go around saying things like oh this is just what I'm like, this is, this is just me. I just have to eat a donut the minute I walk past a cake shop, right? We act and we speak about ourselves as though an urge is irresistible and absolutely something we have to obey in that moment. And what happens is that when we tell ourselves this, when we tell ourselves that it's something we have no control over, then we start to act as though the urge is irresistible and it is something we don't have any control over. And the more we go on acting out that behavior, the more we program ourselves into repeating this and believing this, right? We believe we have no control over the urges and we're giving our urges even more power when we know we would really rather, you know, stop following through. And this then becomes hard-grained behavior, a behavior loop that becomes very difficult to stop. But I'm going to tell you how you can do just that. Okay, so when dealing with urges, there are three main ways that um, three main ways that we can respond to them. Two are what you've probably done is what most people do, and the third is really the secret weapon I'm going to introduce today, and not so well known but it's absolutely the one that I guarantee will have you, you know, turning away from that glass of wine, refusing that cookie and being able to handle the situation with a plum. Okay, so back to um, the toddler example. I'm going to use that sort of as the way to describe how these three ways uh, show up because I think it finds it, I find it very helpful. So the first option that we have of responding to an urge is to resist it or in other words to fight it. And this is something you're probably very familiar with. This is when you have the urge to drink and you really sort of in your body. I mean I know I would screw up my hands, give myself a talking to and really you know say you know you're just you're just going to stick this out. You just need willpower. You're not going to have that drink. You're not going to have that cookie just got to wait a little bit longer just just keep it up keep it up keep it up and you find ways to sort of white knuckle it and just force yourself to a position where you do not follow through and take action you don't have the drink you don't eat the uh, cookie or the ice cream and you don't uh, you know pick up your phone to check it for the millionth time now the equivalent with the toddler screaming would this would be to shout at them right to you'd say shout up come on stop screaming or you try to drag the child away out of the shop but but what happens in that scenario put yourself in that scenario all you do is you're effectively feeding 
the tantrum. You're feeding the urge, right? The child will scream back. Maybe they'll push you. Maybe they'll run back into the shop. They'll certainly pull against you. They won't want to go into their push chair. They'll increase the pitch of their screamer. The whole thing becomes really, really uncomfortable. You're fueling the urge even more and it's exhausting. And so it is when you're trying to hold yourself up. I mean, I really see this is you're really trying to keep yourself in check and not drink that glass of wine that's looking at you so temptingly from the table. But here's the thing, you may succeed the first time in doing this. You might be able to rustle up enough willpower to really get yourself to a position where you don't follow through, you don't take the action, you don't take the drink, you don't eat the cookie, which is all well and good. And you might be able to repeat this several times, but ultimately there is gonna come a time because we're human, when you're going to get worn down and eventually you're going to give in right it's just it's just going to become too much and you'll have a sodded moment so normally happens people say right i'm just going to have the drink i've been so good all week i'm going to have the drink or i've been so good all week i haven't had anything eaten anything off plan and that piece of cake has just got my name on it i deserve it i've had a bad day at work i'm going to eat it so and at that point it's kind of like all your resistance just gets washed away in one fell swoop you might feel completely out of control and you just follow through on the behavior you didn't want to do so in the case of the toddler this would be you fighting 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 and basically resisting telling them you know they can't have the chocolate and telling them and yelling at them to be quiet and then just ultimately giving in and saying, okay, here you go, here's, here's the chocolate, have the chocolate, I mean, anything to stop the situation. Now, the big problem with this is that through resisting, you end up ironically making the thing that you want, that you're trying to stop yourself having, you end up making it seem even more desirable. Right? You all know the old saying, you want something more, you can't have it. So you might go days resisting one cookie, then only to demolish a whole packet in five minutes because right? once the barrier goes down whoa they really go down and you just you know go full bore into whatever behavior it was that you've been so studiously um holding yourself off doing another way i think see people do this is they'll count the day sober being absolutely perfect not letting one drop of alcohol pass their lips until the resistance break and they only drink then drink two bottles in one sitting Right, so that's the first way that we react by resisting and as I said usually what happens inevitably what happens sooner or later it completely fails and we end up then falling in and doing the thing that we don't want to do. Now the second response to feeling an urge for something is, is quite simple it's to give in. So this is if you're feeling like you want you have an urge to drink a glass of wine you drink the glass of wine, you have an urge to eat the you know, the Black Forest Gatto in front of you, or you eat the Black Forest Gatto. You basically answer the urge. You have an urge for something and you just go ahead and then deliver that thing to your brain. So in the toddler situation, this would be the act of, you on hearing the screams, you would then immediately buy the chocolate bar, right? You kind of, you would skip the resisting bit, you just say, oh my gosh, you know, just got to shut this up. And then here you go, here's, here's the chocolate bar. At least it stops the tantrum, right? It provides temporary relief. But this comes at a price. And we know this. 
because the more you give in to an urge the more you're going to want to give in to urges in the future you're actually training your self-behavior that when you want something and then you deliver that thing to yourself you're going to just want it again more how this shows up is if we want a donut we eat a donut even if we hadn't planned on it we might call a friend to chat about something even though we're supposed to be you know in the set aside time for doing work and writing on your book this is where you might say yes to a drink even though it's not on your plan to drink today but someone says hey Anna do you want a drink and you say yeah sure now at minimum giving in to the urge reinforces the status quo right reinforces that when you want something you can have it even if it's not on your plan doesn't matter but it often makes the situation worse because you're actually rewarding the behavior of the urge because without the urge there you wouldn't be having the drink and it's kind of like saying well thank you urge for reminding me about it you know here's here's the glass of wine here's the glass of wine that we didn't want to drink and by drinking that glass of wine you are then reinforcing the desire for that wine even more and an expectation that the next time you want some wine you'll have it irrespective of what your plan says and how this shows up with the toddler you see this so often it actually doesn't take long for this new cycle of behavior to kick in the next time you go into that shop so let's say you've gone in a couple of times and you know you've had the experience the the tantrum and you've given him with the the chocolate bar what could be on the next or the fourth um, time it could even be quicker than that that you go into that shop the toddler is going to have an expectation of getting a chocolate bar and they know that all they need to do is scream for a bit scream and then they'll get it and what if they want more than one chocolate bar what if they want it more quickly well perhaps they just need to increase the screaming for a bit and you see this so clearly the way toddlers and children are able to turn on the screaming and turn it off again you know with almost seems like a nanosecond right that they have it on a switch so we quickly get good at giving in to urges right it's just so much part of our human conditioning and the reason there are three main reasons for this because the more we desire something the faster we learn how to get it right this is all down to survival if we learn that something is really desirable our brain thinks it's important for survival so we learn how to quickly get more of that so hence that i just said that the it won't take many visits to the shop for the toddler to realize aha this is the place where if i do the screaming i get the chocolate bar because they want the reward of the chocolate bar the second reason you get good at giving into urges or answering urges is the bigger the reward the faster you repeat the behavior now i want you to think about it so compare how quick so if you eat the highly concentrated pleasure of a cookie so if you have a couple of cookies rarely do two cookies ever um uh, the sort of suffice you can quite easily go on i know many people and, and eat 10 with wine you see this again and again where they'll drink one glass of wine that then leads to drinking four glasses of wine compare that to something like for instance bananas where the reward the dopamine in in the reward is far less it's much more of a natural pleasure it's not not be concentrated like cookies or wine and 
you're going to struggle to eat more than two bananas, right? Even if you really like them. Whereas there's no way you'll probably struggle if you like cookies. You probably won't even struggle to eat more than 10 of them in one sitting. But the third reason why you get good at giving into urges is that you can simply get into a cycle, a habit of learned behavior. Now let's go to the third and final uh, response way to respond to an urge. And this is the one that works and the one that I definitely recommend you spending time learning, appreciating and employing. And that's to allow the urge. This is, it really does work, but it does require more effort, especially at first. Now, let me describe this more simply with the toddler example. This would be if you the, you walk in shop and they have the tantrum and you just do nothing. You don't resist their actions by yelling at them to be quiet. You don't give in to their demands by buying the chocolate bar. You just remain. You just stand there and wait for the whole thing to extinguish itself. You remain calm and peaceful. And you know if by doing this, the tantrum will stop of its own accord. It effectively extinguishes itself because you're not giving it any air. You're not giving it the oxygen it needs to self-sustain. It will just wear out. The toddler will get bored and they'll, they'll go off and find something else to entertain them. Now, you might have to wait a while and it's certainly going to feel jolly uncomfortable uh, while the, the tantrum is going on. And you might even have to do this several times, right? This is not something that's going to change overnight. But do this enough and that toddler will learn that they were not going to get a chocolate bar by way of a tantrum. They'll know that if you go into the shop and have a tantrum, that all that means, well, it doesn't certainly doesn't mean the reward of a chocolate bar. Um, and they will learn that, therefore, creating all this fuss and energy just isn't worth it because they're not going to get their desired reward. And so it will be with your urges, whatever they are for, whether it's for drink, whether it's for food, whether it's to go shopping or to check your phone. Recognize you all you need to do is simply recognize you have an urge and don't try to resist it. And you know if you're resisting it by really pushing against it and your your body will be very tense. And don't give in to it by doing the behavior that you know you're feeling urgent about, don't whether it's a drink or eat or so on. Just wait there and stand and wait for it to leave. Just like when the tantrum extinguishes itself. Another way I like to look at this is imagine imagine a butterfly landing on your hand, right? If you don't want the butterfly on your hand, you don't have to stand there and kind of waggle your hand and wave it madly in the air, expending lots of energy because the butterfly is just going to leave of its own accord, usually no more than a couple of seconds later. And as with an urge, you will be amazed at how quickly they will leave of their own accord. If, if you can handle the, you know, the thoughts running around your head that you're really telling or trying to convince yourself that you really want that glass of wine, if you just wait with it, don't take action. Don't try to thrust the thought from your head. Don't try to not want the wine. Just wait there feeling, feeling the desire in you, but not reacting to it then most of those urges pass within 60 to 90 seconds, amazingly. I mean, it's such a short amount of time. Now, okay, some are going to be longer, but many are not. 
And okay, they're going to be back again. So it could be that you feel an urge to drink and that you manage to successfully and calmly negotiate that. And maybe then even a couple of minutes later, it's back again when the next person asks you if you want to drink. So, you know, this takes some work and this takes some practice, but you just have to keep doing that same thing again and again and again. It's like being in a shop all day long with a toddler who's screaming for the chocolate bar and you just keep repeating that same behavior. And the more you do that, the more you're going to reinforce the fact that you're able to do this, that you are not going to, that you don't have to resist. And you're going to reinforce the fact that you aren't going to give in and have the drink or eat the cookie or whatever it is. Now, you can make this easier on yourself by expecting to feel uncomfortable when you first do this. That was something that definitely worked for me. Right? You were learning a new skill. You're learning to feel your emotions in a way that perhaps for years you've been distracting yourself or you've been escaping them by over consuming um, substances or, or going shopping or doing too much work or whatever it is. If you've done the equivalent of giving the toddler the chocolate bar for a while, you know, it's going to take some unpicking to do this, it's going to take some practice, but you can do it. Just expect that it's going to take a little time. Now, as with most things in life, you're going to get better at it the more you do it. Remember back to when you first started driving. In many, it seems impossible at the time, but it got easier with practice. I remember certainly thinking, how does anyone ever hold all these thoughts in their head, all these instructions, and be looking out and doing all these things with your hand and your, and your feet, and then some people manage to sing along to songs or have conversations. I mean, it just seemed totally... Um, weird to me that that was possible I would you know get out of my driving lesson with a massive headache because it was just so much uh, cerebral activity going on imagine when you first start learning a foreign language it can feel excruciatingly slow at first because you're having to perhaps translate even one word at a time but the more you start to use the words the more you start to see patterns and repeats and it gets quicker and it gets easier and so it is with urges the more you practice not resisting through force and the more you practice not rewarding the urge by you know giving yourself the thing that you are desiring whether it's to drink that glass of wine or eat that cookie the more you don't deliver that to yourself the easier it becomes and for that reason i advise i advise my clients to count their urges some people do this by popping a bead or a button into a jar but my favorite approach is to stick a gold star on a star chart like we used to have at school and this serves as a record of every time you didn't resist or you didn't give in to your urge but you just allowed it to come and then you allowed it to go record every single one of them and even if you say let's say you get five in a row just count them all it's a visual record of the work you're doing and how often you've honoured your decision to yourself to not give in or resist the urges. It's training yourself. I can tell you it feels great and this is what will get you to the point where the urges will eventually come and you won't even feel them at all. Right? They just won't resonate. They won't, You won't react to them. You might not even notice they're there. You won't even feel them. This is all about growing evidence for your brain that you know how to handle yourself and that you can change. In summary, learning how to handle urges is amazing 
as it gives you back a sense of control, knowing you can pass a cake shop without feeling the urge to eat a donut, knowing you can open a bottle of wine and just have one glass if that's what you've decided, knowing you can set an alarm and get up for your morning run instead of giving in to the urge to hit the snooze. If you like the sound of this, but you think you need some help with the work on your urges, I urge you, see what I did there, to schedule your very own consultation call with me. This is really a time to get into your brain, to understand what you need to move forward and what might be getting in your way. And the beautiful thing is you're going to find you can apply this work on urges to any part of your life. Contact me on anna at 90dayslater.co to set up your time. Okay, thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next week. If you like what you're learning on the podcast and want to take this work further, let's talk. I help my clients to create their lives on purpose without needing to rely on alcohol, food or their phone to feel better. Email me on anna at 90dayslater.co And if you enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast too.